This upcoming podcast is rated M for Mature. We use swearsies and talk about adult stuff. All contents herein are for entertainment purposes only, and all stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and should not be taken as any sort of gospel. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Utah Outcasts. It's a show. Tell your friends. that That's what the intro is going to be for a while. Uh, this is episode number 362, and we're glad to have everyone along for the ride. I'm your host, X, and joining me this week is Felicia, who is currently defying a congressional subpoena. <laughs> the, the, like Steve Bannon. You, uh, that's what I was trying to make the joke there. I don't get it. Steve Bannon is currently the, he's defying a congressional subpoena to show up and give his testimony. Okay, but I'm not. I'm, tr- I'm trying to make it. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. Sorry. And our special guest, Andy, who's joining us. And uh, I-, I could give last names and everything else, but, you know, Andy's Andy's good enough. You know, if it's good, oh, sure. if, if it's good enough for Woody it's good and Buzz, it's good enough for everybody else. So, uh, Andy. And Andy, who is Woody and Buzz's owner. No. Yep. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, find us on Twitch and the new YouTube channel that we have out there. So, uh, anyway. Let's just cut to the chase. What's been going on with you guys this week? Anything uh, anything fun and interesting happening in your week this week? I mean, Felicia, I can see behind you. If you're, if you're listening to this on audio, you're not going to get the full effect of Felicia's amazingly painted wall that she has behind her. It's fantastic. I, I did a little bit of something, something. Hand painted, by the way, folks. That's wow. Fantastic, you know. <laughs> All the way over there, and yeah, I did that. You know, it's entirely my design. Um, all freehand, no stencil work or anything. Like, I, uh, I don't know. I this this room's like going to be my creative room. Um, part of the reason, like, there's nothing in here except for like my desk. Is uh, I'm going to be like this is my dance space now, and uh, and. I'm so glad you um, got the cabinets out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's so like this is my creative artistic space. And, uh, hi. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's He wants dinner because he got breakfast really late and oh. <laughs> haven't fed him dinner yet. Uh, the dog, sorry. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, I finally decided what I wanted to do. And uh, it took a month total to get to, to sand down the walls and um, then prime because uh, before there was uh, half like or like a third of the wall had this like dark navy blue on the bottom third and it was uh, it was supposed to it was event it was supposed to be like Yankees it was gonna have pinstripes but Roger just never finished. <laughs> um, so I, and like, it was like, it was a really tough paint. So I had to prime the whole thing. Uh, not the whole wall, just the blue. And then uh, sand everything down. And then, oh, and I had to patch a fuck ton of holes just over the years. There was just so many holes in these walls. I had to patch them all. <laughs> uh, and uh, then get my, get the actual paints. And I painted it all myself. I even did the ceiling. And the trim, uh, 
Now, the and, important part, did um, you go home after the show last week and do more painting after? I didn't, I didn't actually. No, I did. I did my second coat. <laughs> Holy on, shit. On my on my set on my second tone. So there's three tones except for the, the mural. Uh, there's a dark teal, a, me- a mid teal and a light, light teal for the trim in the ceiling. And so I came home and did my second coat on, <laughs> on my on my mid tone wall. And uh, then and then uh, this week was mural week and I got that done. Uh, in, I think I, I, fi- I finished it in two days, the whole mural. Uh, the, but the whole process itself took a month. Uh, part of that was because we couldn't afford all the paint at one point so uh like like we had a safe point (laughs) bills yeah (laughs) so andy what about you you've been anything oh yeah i have been uh watching the senate and tearing my hair out i know it's terrible so a little background on me hey that jim jordan guy boy he's a he's a peach isn't he uh well first thanks for having me but uh Background on me, uh, I work for a large environmental nonprofit, and basically my work for the last six, seven, eight months has been trying to shepherd through climate change pieces on this giant infrastructure bill, and it looks like we're at some pretty good inflection points, maybe. And so I've been, you know, sticking all the pins in my Joe Manchin-shaped voodoo dolls and my Kirsten Sinema-shaped <laughs> voodoo dolls, and... Uh, hoping that we get uh, something good that actually takes a bite out of climate change. I'm feeling hopeful, um, uh, but ask me in an hour and I'll probably tell you the world's going to end. So, I don't know, <laughs> you know, hey, that sounds like my week. <laughs> yeah, know, or... yeah, that, but that, that's been my week. <laughs> and you got to go see the uh, the new Dune movie, did you? I did. I just got out of Dune uh, this afternoon. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going in the uh, morning. I can't wait. <laughs> so I, I am not like, I am not a Dune head. I've seen the Lynch movie. I saw the sci-fi show. I uh, it like, don't take me for like the biggest fan. It sounds like you are though. I've read right? all the books. <laughs> yeah. So it, what I've noticed of my friends, the more that they have been into Dune, the more they like this movie. Ah, no. Uh, I really liked it, but I'm a big fan of Denis Villeneuve and pretty much anything he does. I will go and see this feels like his magnum opus or part one of it. I should say, because we get kind of half a movie. I, I want, I want, I want my director to finally get past this and then Dune Messiah and then children of Dune. And then I want them to get into the weird stuff. I want them to, to get into God Emperor. Can we wait? What? This isn't weird. <laughs> no, I thought this was the no. weird stuff. No, <laughs> he, you know, uh, Paul Atreides eventually has a kid that he he has a Duke Leto, or he has a son named Leto, who gets killed by the I think the Sardaukar. I think they kill him, and then he has he has another kid that he names Duke Leto the like second. And well, that first one, you don't succeed. That one uses uh, the mental powers of the Atreides family and the Benny Gesserit stuff to actually attach sand trout to his body, and it eventually turns him into a giant sandworm over thousands of years. So he's a god emperor of Dune. It's cool book, you know. but it's weird. Man. <laughs> I didn't think I would like it as much as I did, but it was actually pretty good. Uh, 
Sorry, spoilers for anybody that likes Dune out there. Uh, the Atreides family actually isn't the ma- the biggest character in it. It's Duncan Idaho. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets much more acting <laughs> out of this series. So he there, um, he, Jason Momoa really stands out in this movie as he is a lot of fun. It sort of feels like he's in a different movie though. Like yeah. he's having way more fun oh, than everyone else. That's Jason. That sounds like Jason Momoa. Yeah. Duncan Idaho yeah. uh, is actually the ultimate Kwisatz Haderach. Is what they they talk about. But, sorry, nerdy shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's that's like twelve books in though. That's that's after a while. <laughs> I like the idea that like eight thousand years in the future, Idaho is still <laughs> salient enough of a name that like. You know, that that should be a name that we give someone. Yeah, but it, it stopped me in my tracks when I was reading the next to last lo- novel and like come to find out the the ultimate being of humanity is actually a homophobe too. I'm like, oh, come on, man. What? The come on. <laughs> I thought oh, I was supposed man. to like this guy. And he's like, Ugh, I feel ugly or ugly around gay people. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Just stop it. You. <laughs> so I uh, wow. uh, let me see. I, I went out to go watch. um. Ned's Ned's gone wrong. Just a quick little aside. Uh, this is X, by the way, doing the editing right now. It's Ron's gone wrong, not Ned's gone wrong. Oh yeah, it was actually pretty fun. Oh, it was a cute movie, and it it talked about the dangers of social media, which is a uh, pretty heady material for a kids movie. And so, I like the fact that it was trying to say, "Hey, make friends in meet space instead of online," because you can't really say a lot of these people are actually your friends. Unlike people that you've known your entire life living in this town, you know. Wow, and it's—I it's mean, good, that's th- good advice. Well, th- there's a there's a, an especially salient scene where this the popular kid at school, you know, air quotes popular, uh, gets known worldwide for saying something stupid, like as an offhanded comment, and it has such an effect on her. It's almost like the Instagram kind of effect where people's self-worth is based upon how they're viewed on social media kind of thing and it's just like it's actually a really heavy topic for a movie and then meanwhile the main character in the movie's like yeah i don't have an online presence i don't blog i don't do any of this shit and everybody's like whoa what a weirdo <laughs> good movie it was actually it was really cute and zach galifianakis is the void of voice of ned was really cool so uh i went and saw that today I've been watching One Piece. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this series before. It's an anime series, a manga series. They have 900 episodes of the show. What? Plus. plus, One of those. Yeah. And I stopped watching it 2008 when I was like 200 episodes in. (laughs) And I picked it back up and I'm sad that I actually honestly let it sit for so long. So now I've got. 700, 700 episodes of an anime to catch up on. <laughs> I mean, at, at most, you get like 20 minutes out of each episode. So, I mean, it's not going to take Lord. it's not going to take Still. that long. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to watch at least three or four a day till I get caught up. But that's too much. But that's way too much. What, what I like about it is that unlike, ah, unlike Simpsons and other shows, unlike Simpsons and other shows, like there's actually progression of characters, you know, like how could there be nine? I. That's too much. 900? Did you say 900 episodes? 900 episodes, episodes, yeah. How long? 20 minutes each about, you know. How? I don't think that's possible. That's There's no way. It falls into Dragon Ball Z territory where it's like, 
you, you, they, it, it, like all anime, all good anime, it leaves you with a cliffhanger every week. <laughs> but it's, That's like it's 12 and a half days. Yeah. It's, of- it's funny. It's a really funny show. And I, I, they, when they brought it, first brought it to America, they slaughtered oh, yeah. it because they didn't want certain characters to have certain traits. And so, uh, oh, the man. company Four Kids Fox used to have, they they tried to slaughter it like there's a cook in the show where he's always got a cigarette in his mouth and you can't show that to kids. So they like would digitally insert a lollipop instead of a cigarette into his mouth. It was terrible. It was a it was terribly done wow. when brought to America, but uh, it's it's a really good show. And I, I'm going to be spending the next however many months catching up on that. And also, I was sick this week. One of my plague rats of my children Brought home something. So it's a good time that you guys aren't here this week, Felicia. So, <laughs> And I don't think it's COVID. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but, you know, who knows? And you're muted. <laughs> Still can't hear you. What? Yeah. <laughs> Felicia, you're, you're muted. <laughs> She's like, oh, I she know. knows. Okay. okay. We can read lips that much. So I can read. Yeah, I saw that. So anyway, that's uh that's pretty much what I've been up to this week. Um, I, I would say more, but we really need to get into what we're going to be talking about this week. Hi, I'm Amy with a Y, and I live in Minnesota. And I'm Amy with an I, and I live in Texas. And we're the hosts of Secular Soup, where each week we offer up a bowl of real talk about atheism, feminism, politics, parenting, and whatever else we want to talk about because it's our podcast. Just listen to what these random dudes are saying about our show. They used to have that cartoon Daria. This is what would happen if Daria and Jane grew up and started a podcast. So if you like extremely foul-mouthed ladies with opinions, this is the podcast for you. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold and you can join us on all the social medias just search for secular soup podcast in the google machine take it from your old friend eli bosnick grab a bowl and taste the magic slurp even this can a young woman break the glass ceiling and prove once and for all that a female can be just as good an athlete as a male you know amy anytime someone calls attention to the breaking of gender rules it ultimately undermines the concept of gender equality by implying that this is an exception and not the status quo what just because i'm a meathead doesn't mean i'm not a feminist the first news item that we have up for you this week is that uh twitter admits it's bias what yeah it has it actually has a political bias Did, did did and why I never, and you know, Trump wasn't a hundred percent wrong, but he was a hundred percent wrong in the direction of which it was being biased. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I had to hang on. Let me fix this real quick. Clicking, clicking the wrong things. And sorry, let me see. Okay. There we go. Now she can unmute herself. <laughs> Thank you. I sent you two messages. I'm not, I've got other things. I got screens and documents and stuff going up over here. So sorry. How dare you silence the female voice on this podcast? Well, I mean, exactly. you, sir, are canceled. How canceled. dare you? That's what I'd expect from a SJW paladin. <laughs> Damn right. So what's what's the Twitter bias? I'm excited. Okay. So it, it, Twitter finally admitted that uh, this comes from the guardian that it amplifies more tweets from right-wing politicians and news outlets than content from left-wing sources no fucking shit no shit they're so they're always they're always bitching that they're so silenced but they're fucking not the evidence never fucking backs that up 
No, Facebook has been shown to totally amplify fascist shit. Well, shutting down really innocuous anything <laughs> left, like innocuous. Like I got, I got a thirty day for saying Mormons are weird. You got a thirty. Like, I got a thirty day. I got a thirty day on Facebook, and it was in response to an ad they put on my feed. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's your fault, though. <laughs> For the record, though, I think that is a factual statement. It is. Speaking as a former Mormon. Mormons like, are weird. Mormons are weird, then proudly so. They will tell you they we are weird. will say that we are a peculiar people, you know. Indeed. It is and, one of the things. Yeah. But no, I got a 30 day for that one. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Um. But like then they'll but like, you know, if they say the N word or threaten people's lives, they'll get like a day ban and be like, I'm being silenced. Meanwhile, our, our good friend uh, Dietrich Von Doom. No, they're being amplified. <laughs> Dietrich Von Doom's been yeah. facing. Oh, I don't know. A, a Like a, a week ban every week for like the last three years. Yeah. The man will get his account back and he'll say some shit and then he'll get banned again for another I guarantee week. you, <laughs> like people's, like black people's accounts get way worse. I guarantee. Totally. <laughs> totally. 100%. I mean, like, but this, this is how, this is how the right wing does it. And this is how they've done it for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. They work the fucking refs. They will always tell you the media is out to get us. The media is so biased. And so yeah. they go and they start their own you networks need to repeal whatever this, the thing is for that, that protects the fairness doctrine. No, not fairness doctrine, but the thing that, oh, no. like, like where it's a publisher versus a uh, blog site. You, oh, libel laws. No, or? no, no. It's like the no. 238 or something like I can't remember. Oh, that's right. There, yeah. Whatever thing Trump was on. Yeah. yeah. Where, oh, yeah. They thing. want to be able to sue for accurate reporting if it makes them look you're, bad. You're, being, you're censoring like us. And as a platform, you shouldn't be able to censor us because my First Amendment rights, when it's a corporation, it's actually owned by, you know, shareholders. It's not a Right, it's not a public <laughs> yeah. thing. So the First Amendment is about what the, the government does. Agreement, you know. <laughs> well, I think that in the, I think that it's a valid conversation to have, um, to talk about how freedom of speech is controlled by corporations. Um, yeah, the, totally. first, the First Amendment is about the government, but that's kind of because they didn't think of corporations like. They exist now when that amendment was written. Huh. Um, I think it's almost think like that should people... be a living document, Mike Lee, instead of, you know, <laughs> gospel. <laughs> and also, like, they, the Constitution was written with private favoritism. Like, what, towards white, wealthy landowners, maybe? Hang yeah. on, Men? hang on. We're going to get Men. somebody that's going to come in and defend Thomas Jefferson for owning. You know. Oh, my God. <laughs> that shit is wild. It, the Thomas Jefferson defenses are getting weird. Like, nice. because it's undeniable that he was a goddamn monster. And it's like, but he wrote good ideas. It's like, so? But he wrote then, pretty words is not a but defense. Like, people will guys. sit there and act like, like they are, people will twist themselves into knots being like, okay, but like, what if Sally Hemings did consent? And it's like, she couldn't. And it's like, oh, oh, really? She couldn't? It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was literally yeah. owned, guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I saw somebody claim that she wasn't constantly living with the threat of torture and violence because not all slaves were tortured to death. Hashtag not all slaves. Yeah. But it's like, okay, but they weren't. (laughs) Do what do you think kept people enslaved? Yeah. It was the threat. Moving on. He owned 300, 600, he owned 600 people. He owned. God, that's more than Washington. Did. Human beings. And you think Sally Hemings didn't ever see torture? This is what awaits you, me if I say. How do you no? own 600 <laughs> people? How do you own? You don't just say, I own you now, and then them go, oh, damn. Nothing to be done. You know, That's not how this works. Truth, justice in the American way, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. You know, all that fun stuff, you know, except this group. You know? <laughs> well, that, OK, so like there, that's the other one is when people go, well, that was a lie. Um, the right wing will say, like, what the left means is that those principles are untrue. And no, we're saying that the people who said it were fucking lying. Yeah. Those things are good. They were liars. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like the right will take that criticism and be like, oh, so you don't believe in freedom. <laughs> that's 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 the way they communicate it. <clears throat> that's what Ben Shapiro does. Like that's exactly how he relates it. You know, he wrote a he wrote a book about sex as well. I know. <laughs> okay, you've been listening to because wow. <laughs> <laughs> He was young at the time, and it's just like he slut shames a nineteen year. uh, uh, He slut shames a young woman who didn't have sex until she was nineteen and had a total of three partners by her early twenties. He slut shames her. He would slut shame me. I've had a total of two partners. First one at twenty one. You know, (gasps) you whore, you fucking whore, ex. God. (laughs) And he also takes time to mention to to make sure uh, every woman he talks about. Their their cuteness. Oh yeah, Which yeah, it's creepy as shit. <laughs> he is so gross. She is gross. He just... did you guys see the tweet where he said that his wife sleeps in another room? Not shaming that. I understand. Yeah, I was gonna say happy couples that do that. But that's fucking on brand. Before before I got my CPAP, <laughs> I I had to sleep on the couch quite often because I w- I would snore quite a bit. And yeah, that is the yeah. thing. Um, that is the thing. And because I'm a I'm a late coming to bed person, though. she's an early to bed person, you know. But I, I, I never have to worry about ben Shapiro's isn't out of um I, isn't out of like just comfort. I, I think it has I think it's um I don't think it's it's oh one person snores kind of sleeping in another room situation. I just my guess. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about my doctor wife in any kind of fashion where um where we're we're gonna be where talking. he claims that she said wet pussies are disease. Yeah, I was gonna get with wet ass pussy, but no, we're gonna move on and talk with the, about this article yeah. that we we started about seven minutes ago. Okay. Hey, Utah Outcast, welcome to the show. Uh, the social media platform examined tweets from elected officials in seven countries: the U.S., the U.K., Canada, France, Germany, Spain, and Japan. Uh, it also studied whether political content from news organizations was amplified on Twitter focusing primarily on U.S. news sources such as Fox News, The New York Times, and BuzzFeed. So the study compared Twitter's home, you know, in quotes there, timeline, Mm -hmm. 
the default way in which 200 million users are served tweets in which an algorithm tailors what users see. I don't use that one. I like mine with the the actual timeline and when which they happen. Wait, what? There's oh. another one? <laughs> yeah, if you hit that little like sparkly thing like in the top right corner when you're on the desktop version, you can't change it on your phone. Oh. Oh, Not wait, anymore, so- but you could see like latest tweets first instead of the algorithm-based ones where they give you the top tweets first. Oh shit! Mine was set to the home one. Yeah, yeah. There you I've go. I changed it though. I put it on see the oh, most. Oh yeah, they'll 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 change it for you because that's what they oh, want to shit. do. Yeah. Uh, the research found that in six out of seven countries. So like, let's see, uh, let's see, seven out of a hundred. That's like. 14 uh, so about about uh, 84% of of these countries apart from Germany because Germany has some awesome laws that which we need to adopt in the United States here uh tweets from right-wing politicians received more amplification from the algorithm than those from the left hmm Right-leaning news organizations were more amplified than those on the left and generally politicians tweets were more amplified by an algorithmic timeline than by the chronological timeline. It's almost hmm. like they know to serve you shit to get a reaction out of you. Mm-hmm. The algorithm is going to go racist every single time, guys. Well, right. that's because it machine learning has proved this, especially well, with like are- the experiments that Microsoft <laughs> has done. It's also not just that it's that, um, it gets people engaged, right? Exactly. That's it. Like, uh, and by engaging people, the ideas spread further, and it gets more legitimized. And and to keep feeding that engagement, they have to go more and more radical. Where left wing politics is like, okay, we want we more should peace, care for people, <laughs> more security, less oppression. You know, just more like less and less hierarchies. The thing is that left politics is always. To the less, like, kill yourself. Like, it's less terrible. <laughs> like, that's the whole point, right? Is to make a nicer, kinder, happier world, which ultimately does mean you just don't care about social media as much. Sure, you might still use it, but it's just not the same, yeah. right? And right. so left politics is just not going to drive that same kind of uh, engagement. I mean, because and I the have- whole idea is that it kind of makes you less engaged with that terrible shit like that's the whole point point. and i have officially, that, that terrible shit does not influence your life as much i've officially <laughs> given up on facebook my my next trick uh, is going I, to be paying less attention to twitter <laughs> that's my next trick oh, that, that's geez, hard yeah, god it's hard <laughs> wow i know i'm i'm i spend too much time on twitter i mean but andy that's part of your job though i mean you yeah i keep telling myself i have to do this for my job and i'm like yeah no i but i'm also like severely addicted but also like but this is i think the most important conversation that we might need to have at the beginning of the 21st century about how corrosive this really is because yeah. Felicia, you're absolutely right. We have a machine that's sitting here prodding our brains to make us angry all the time. Hey, pay mm-hmm. attention. <laughs> and and that's and because that's the easiest that's stimulus response. Yeah. 
Exactly. And well, it works so well and it works so easily. And, and, and so we're addicted to the outrage. But so it's also so ubiquitous and it is a problem that you can't just let it go because then mm-hmm. the terrible ideas dominate and win. You yep. know what I mean? Like and I that's get tired a, like, of being angry all the time too. But like, you know? let's be real here. Yeah. This isn't driven just because they're driving this engagement for profit. Exactly. That's the point. It's not some neutral thing where they're just like, ah, oh, we want people to like enjoy our site. No, they need to push specifically constant engagement that 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 need to be on there. And like like you, you like I said, like people do actually have to respond on social media. There does need to be a left presence on social media. Unfortunately, that's just true. Yep. But the thing is that that what they're doing, they're making it this way. On Social media did not have to be this way. It didn't have to. It was done for profit. It, that's why. Social like, media, never- I think, was more fun when it was hosted to you based on when it was posted. You know, I liked it better than yeah. instead yeah. of going, we think you would like this. Same thing with YouTube. You know, like YouTube used to be a great place before they started hosting stuff that they thought that you want to see you know and well and then i like the thing is that their algorithm's terrible at finding things i actually want to see yeah it's really good at like so you remember people listening forever you remember but, how i said I, I was watching a lot of cop audit stuff kind of stuff uh yeah. in the live stream this week um uh, and it started hosting to me like right wing slash like anti-vax kind of stuff and i'm like no, I'm no. not interested in this. And I, I tell the algorithm every time a video like that pops up, like anytime I'm watching like an auditor video where somebody's like, you know, the pandemic, I hit stop. I go to that video that I just watched. I say, do not serve me more of this. And I delete it from my history because I'm like, yeah. no, fuck this. I'm not watching this. Are you kidding me? You know, well, the algorithm still doesn't care, though. I, I watched a YouTube video. That was about other YouTuber, like left leaning politics. Yeah. Excuse me. And that's how I found like my five newest subscribes because, and like they were, they're people of color and, and they have, they're from diverse places and they have a really like big variety of background. And I'm like, oh, there, a lot of them are younger than yeah. me. Uh, not all of them. Um, but like, oh, Felicia, your time is coming. It's getting here. (laughs) Where everybody's going to be younger than you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the number of people older than me will never increase. Hey, I don't get ID'd anymore. That's weird, (laughs) especially in Utah. The number of people older than you will never increase. Oh yeah, I I told you about that one. Oh, so. that's fucked up. Yeah. Welcome, Andy. Yeah. For that, for that brain cancer. <laughs> Thanks. So anyway, Twitter has said um, it wasn't clear why its home timeline produced these results. You're so um, full of shit, Jack. Come on. Such bullshit. <laughs> and indicated that it may now need to change its algorithm. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, no way. They're not going to do it. No. Uh, and They're going to make some noise about it. They're going to make a committee at the company. They'll give them three years to work on it. Never implement any of those changes. In three years, the person who was put in there to head up that thing will have a, an art. Like they'll go to the media 
and say, hey, I've been trying to get this changed. They won't do it. They'll get fired. It'll be a kind of a story, but it won't really matter. Nothing will change. So to talk about like how we were talking about the different ways you could view Twitter, uh, the study compared the two types of timeline uh, by considering whether some politicians, political parties or news outlets were more amplified than others. The study analyzed millions of tweets from elected officials between April 1st and uh, August 15th uh, and hundreds of millions of tweets from news organizations largely in the U.S. over the same period. So they said the two ways that you could view this, the first uses an algorithm. We've talked about that. The other is a more traditional timeline. Uh, And so Twitter said it would make research available to third parties, but said that privacy concerns prevented it from making available the raw data. They're not going to change any of this, guys. No. We are making aggregated data sets available for third party researchers. And Twitter added that it was preparing to make internal data available to external sources on a regular basis. Unless you're going to actually give them the data that allows them to change or help or, you know, fix this kind of stuff, it's not going to happen because you're getting more engagement. I mean, honestly, that's what the algorithm is going for is more engagement. That's all that matters. That's what drives the profit from ads and from influencers also like selling shit and, you know, like, yeah, it's, it just drives, it drives the profit. Because well, if- the more engagement there is, the more that people are going to get uh, advertising shoved in their eyeballs. And the more yeah. advertising shoved in eyeballs, the more sales there is. Uh, right. There's no evidence that like targeted marketing works, but that doesn't matter. It's just the number of ads that it's, you see. It's the CPM. And I've, done, the I've done it. I fell for Facebook ads like multiple times. I've fallen for some shit on Twitter where I'm like, Oh, wait, that looks like an interesting image. Let me click on that. And it's oh, like, that, fuck, I hate it. That so much. pisses me off because I'll be like, <laughs> like, I'll think I'm just making the image bigger to yeah. read all of the thing. And it opens a link and I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And it then you know, then you're on one of those clickbait slide decks where you have to click through 15 different images and you're like, nope, nope, not nope. doing this. One thing about it from the just the basis of like serving up ads and advertising being more efficacious on the platforms like what is going to make you more likely to want to just be in the mood to buy something if you're feeling upset and insecure about stuff or if you're feeling like pretty happy and like cool that you're hanging yeah like no no they want you to feel you're having a nice day and you feel good about your life i may be one of those outliers where it's like the more gregarious i feel the more willing I am to open my wallet. <laughs> oh no, I'll buy shit, but it's what I'll buy. Yeah, it's that not. Too. It's that stuff too. that I know I really want. I'm more likely <laughs> right. to like buy things I know I really want rather than like, ah, sure. I mean, it also or- has has a lot to do with what kind of shopper you are as well. Because I'm not a, I don't, I don't. I, I my wife hates me saying this, but I'm like, I'm I'm not a shopper. I I buy. I, I know what I want usually like, and when it comes oh. to something, I don't know if I want it. I spend five weeks looking it up, <laughs> Okay, but well, like, yeah. when, like when we go to, when we go to like department stores, I, I don't have a need to walk around the department store to look at things. You know, I, there's graphic tees over there. I'm going to go look at the 10 that they have. And if they don't have anything I want, I'm leaving, you know, it's like, Oh, but I, but that's I don't I, I don't shop. I'm not I'm not saying that other people don't. I'm just saying for me, I don't. Right. So that's not most people. I don't think. 
And it doesn't even matter if it's most people. It's just about generating enough profit. Right. So, And again, it doesn't even have, it's not that the ads ha- even have to really work. It's just that they have to have metrics to keep getting paid. Again, exactly. by yeah. influencers who will want, who want to drive traffic to them, right? Because their business model is getting views and getting advertisers to pay them. Yep. So it doesn't matter if the ads work or not. That's yeah. not what Absolutely. matters. Matter. They just need the metrics. The and then- like let's say see eyeballs that's it the all-powerful eyeballs yeah so yep. giving up facebook also means i gave up instagram <laughs> i mean that wasn't a hard <laughs> that wasn't a hard thing to give i up. need to get back on instagram for same, business reasons. same thing with whatsapp i i never even used oh, it. oh so. i don't <laughs> but <laughs> i don't also but also like again like there's a lot of people in, but like, we're america yeah. though so we don't use yeah it as like that's the Again, it doesn't have to be this terrible, you guys. It was not, it, it never, social media never needed to be something that you're like, fuck. It never needed to be this way. No. It just didn't. And, and it didn't have to come, it didn't have to come with draconian censoring of speech or whatever the fuck <laughs> the right wing is talking about. Like, it didn't have to come with that. Sure, I would say that in a reasonable society, that if we had a dem- democratic control, over these spaces, we should be able to say, okay, no Nazis. Yeah. And end of, you know, that shouldn't be, <laughs> that shouldn't be that a hard thing to, that shouldn't hard. be a curb to get people over, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> oh, what about freedom of speech? I don't give a shit. I don't think Nazis should be allowed to speak in public. Which is why this I study had an because outlier. Because I believe in free speech, because I believe in free speech, I don't think Nazis should be allowed to speak in public. Which is why this this study had an outlier, as I said earlier, apart from Germany. And it's like, huh? That's amazing that the country that has made huh. a drastic effort to not be fascist again—they <laughs> really have. <laughs> yeah. And it's guess not what? Even- they're not. No, yeah. they're not fascist again. Uh, one would argue that they, they've been pretty holding a pretty good social democracy, like for a while. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some neoliberal bullshit. There's definitely some colonialism bullshit still. But like um, they haven't gotten nearly as close as, say, France or mm-hmm. England or Spain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you Spain, know. The UK, where they've essentially said, fuck you, rest of Europe. We're, we're going to oh do God, our that's own. That's going great for them, isn't it? Yeah, Brexit worked wow. out well for you guys, didn't it? And I'm not talking about the people that are going to listen to this and be like, well, but they opened the, sh- the fishing lanes. That's not everybody, man. <laughs> Want to get in touch with the Outcasts? It's easy. We're available on most social media platforms as Utah Outcasts. We're on YouTube, Reddit, Patreon, Stitcher, Spreaker. Well, shit, you name it. Uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347-669-3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined, click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch. Silence, you funny fool! I've had it with your whining and bumbling. Right-wing politics are bad. They are like, bad. I know, cause like somebody said to me the other day on Twitter, they were like, there's nothing wrong with being a conservative. I'm like, yeah, there is. <laughs> so speaking of uh, bad <laughs> their, their conservatives, politics just suck. <laughs> bad conservatives that should feel bad for their sucky politics. Uh, let's talk about representative uh, Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> oh, speaking of fascists. Yeah. The guy that 
literally went into a school to have like a speech going on, but he had like two knives attached to his wheelchair. Oh my God. This guy who hates disabled people and is disabled. This guy who hates OSHA. So it's OSHA. This comes to us from friendly atheist. And I'm going to read him. It's words here. It's like, if you've ever seen an evangelical megachurch geared uh, event geared towards men, you know, they promote a version of masculinity. That's entirely stereotypical, full of guns, cars, wrestling, wrestling is gay guys. No. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you, so but it's homoerotic. so gay. <laughs> All in the name of Jesus, it says here. Um, sometimes they don't even hide the misogyny he puts in scare quotes here. Most, uh, always? <laughs> the takeaway, the takeaway is straightforward. There's one way to be a man. And if you're gay, emotional, egalitarianism, or egalitarian, or just not leaning into your gender role, then you're the problem. Yep. Uh, Republican Congressman Madison Cawthorn, an alleged sexual predator, and there's a link to this story, uh, who spent his time in office trolling people online while promoting Christian nationalism, wants you to know he's very worried that our culture is trying to, quote unquote, demasculate young men. I got a hot take. And Hemet corrects him here. He says the word is emasculate, but whatever. Emasculate. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is the word emasculate. I actually have a really hot take here, and it's not mine. Um, I was reading some anarcho-feminist theory because, of course, I was. And um, as you are wont they, to do, yes, as I am wont to like do, like you do, yeah. And, and they would argue that, yeah, we are trying to quote unquote feminize. Uh, anarcho-feminism rejects gender roles, obviously. Um, however, they would say that the the things that uh, anarchism promotes. Uh, compassion, community, uh, communal yeah. parenting, uh, yeah, caring, uh, lack of competition, not necessarily no competition because like games are fun, um, but like a society not based in competition, but rather cooperation, uh, like kindness, these kinds of things, like a society that places such a high value, like that would place a high value on those things are things we've also called feminine. Those are those are characteristics that obviously all human beings are capable of having. And anarcho-feminism would argue that those are good qualities and we should have a society that prioritizes those qualities. So in that sense, yeah, we are for feminizing society. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of it's a- not saying like it's not saying like, I don't know, men bad. It's no, saying no, that no. the traits we've called feminine are good things. And we should have a society that puts value on those over things that we've often well, called it's, masculine. It's like when you tell people that feminism is also for men, they're just like, <laughs> what? You know, it's like, know. hey, gender role bad, guys. It's It's very simple. You know, it's like. Oh, I heard a hot take. (laughs) Non-binary people are reinforcing gender roles. What? What? (laughs) That's not even feasible by the words, you know? I apparently acknowledging that gender exists in our society and thus- Because it does. Society assigns roles- Based on gender. Because it saying, does. Because it does. And then saying, no, thank you. Um, they are reinforcing the concept Jesus Christ. of gender. 
That's so Orwellian. That's hilarious. Oh, I know. I know. That's like some of the, that's like, that's up there with the worst takes that I've seen this week about how people are saying that like, and I'm bringing it up again so I can use the tag. Squid Game is actually a critique of communism. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And, and it's like the take, oh, I bet you think RoboCop is political. <laughs> It inherently is, motherfucker. It's so political. There's a reason they had a European guy direct the movie. <laughs> Even well, the scriptwriter said, we need a guy that's going to lampoon American <laughs> American shit when we're making this movie. There's a whole episode of this you can watch on the movies that made us on Netflix where they talk oh, about RoboCop. It is oh, fantastic because they didn't have Peter. They, they had Peter Weller lined up for it to, to play the role of robocop but they didn't have the costume for like seven months before when they were shooting <laughs> so you know the whole i'll buy that for a dollar thing they had to do that because they had no way of shooting the actual movie oh that's hilarious oh god it's so good like, <laughs> that's all my favorite stuff in that movie though the the Nukem commercial get them before, before they, they get, get you, you. Uh, you crossed my line of death <laughs> robocop uh, it was a, a screen. It was two different screenwriters. One was a guy that was actually uh, in charge of a studio of reading scripts that came into the place. Uh, it, it's nobody big or anybody that you would remember. No, they, but I, I, maybe it was the door. No, it was the person who wrote it. Uh, they wrote it and they initially were like, ah, you know, just a fun movie. But their wife read it and was like, there's a lot in this. No, he he actually built he built the script to be that way because he knew that it was going to be right. good. But everybody oh, that they gave the script to to read it, like they, when they were reading it, they're like, "This is a stupid fucking movie. This is silly," and they threw it in the trash. And then people picked it up later and like, "No, you need to read this again." And they, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, there's layers here." <laughs> exactly. Well, and he said that when when he finished it, he didn't realize all the layers there. But like, as he sat with his own writing, was like, "Ooh, there's well, and, a lot more here than I thought." Well, like, Kurt, Kurtwood Smith, that played the infamous role of Boddicker in that one. God, watch this! Watch this documentary. They have the new season that came out recently. It's fantastic of the movies that made us. But he's he's like, you know, he's like, I'm gonna, you know, he's like, I finally get what this role is, and so he's like, he turned to the director. He's like. You know, I'm just going to ham this up. <laughs> he just decided to do it like when they bring him into the police station to finally arrest him. He's like, I think Boddicker would spit on spit blood on the guy's desk. And so he did. <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. That's awesome. Oh, God, what a good movie. Uh, go back and watch it with a more critical eye if you haven't seen it in a long time. And you're just going to be like, I mean, holy anyway, shit. <laughs> yes. Evangelical churches. Yeah. Madison uh, Cawthorn. <laughs> they, lean, they lean extremely heavy because... <laughs> Because patriarchy is also oppressive to men. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it grants men privileges. Yeah. But those privileges are just less, less oppression. <laughs> it's not no oppression. So under I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to get to this guy's quote. He says, our culture today is trying to completely demasculate all of the men in our culture. Okay, moving on. Uh, I mean, you can look at the testosterone levels in young men today. They're oddly. Worried about testosterone levels. Oh, there! I'm balding. That means you have a lot of testosterone. So, I mean, I'm a beta cuck soy boy, but I'm also balding from lots of testosterone. I mean, 
I, have I, a, I must be really high on estrogen with this beautiful <laughs> mane of hair that I've got. Uh, yeah. In men today. And they are lower than throughout all of history. What the fuck ever? The and they're sending the frogs <laughs> gay. Would you even measure that? It's not like we've been testing. We didn't testosterone check the Spartans. Like those infamous boy fuckers. I mean, he's not entire. Okay, there is a thing that's a smidgen of truth, kind of. Um, There's evidence that as... Look, man, I've met women with balls bigger than mine. I'm just trying to say right now. There is evidence that as time goes on, um, our brains are getting bigger. Our eyeballs are getting bigger. We're getting fatter. And not just because... And that's not just in America because our food is terrible and our system sucks. Uh, But like human beings are getting fatter. And... uh, We're becoming walruses. It's well, it's more in line with what we would expect. I am the walrus for domestication. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Mm. So I I want to get we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. And we are becoming it's uh, it's because like people like people who aren't. uh, They they don't act like chimpanzees. Hey, Felicia, chimpanzees are mean. And awful, and human beings tend to actually like people who are nice. So, Felicia, and someone liked our our quote that we did about Taft a couple of weeks ago, where but, Taft really had to work to be that fat back in the yeah, day. He instead did. of writing, someone's like, was not, I, I subscribed for that comment, and I'm like, God damn it, right? Okay, so Ma- Madison Cawthorn says, like, so I'm telling you, all of you moms here. The people who said uh, I were the most vicious in our movement. If you are raising a young man. Please raise them to be a monster. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> oh my god, that's like straight Nazi shit. Yeah. Y'all, I my number one fear for my son who is 13 is that he will get red pilled. Right. And this has been my my number one fear like for the last 10 years cuz I've seen this shit coming. Do you make and, fun of this shit? In oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that and, can and, actually help. And he and he knows all about it. And he gets, like, his problem is he cares so much. He, like, won't let me talk about Trump because he gets angry. He's <laughs> like, I can't, I can't talk about this. You're, this is really upsetting to me. Well, okay, and, coming so- from a guy that used to be a MGTOW you know, men's rights activist kind of guy. <laughs> you know, where it's like, I outgrew that shit. It's a phase. That. It is a fucking phase until they develop empathy. And if your son has a good sense of empathy, you have nothing to yeah. worry about. So, yeah. Well, and uh, look into inoculation theory on this stuff. Uh, humor is a really good way to prevent people from getting into it. If you give them like the tools for debunking shit, if you call them or, tools. Yeah. That, that's actually a really good way to prevent that. Even if he does want to rebel against you or something like that's not yeah. that's, like that's uh, I, I don't put a whole lot of credence into the, the kids do opposite of parents. Cause like that doesn't seem to be true. Uh, <laughs> there'd be a lot more atheists if that was true. Yeah. My kids are not going to listen to country music because I don't, you know, <laughs> because uh, objectively it's horrible. <laughs> but like, okay. That's a pretty small thing compa- than compared I'm, I'm, to like, 
completely different yeah. worldview. That's the reason um, I brought that up, goddammit. I'm trying to be light. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, don't but, raise okay, your so fucking the, sons the to monster be monsters. Thing, I really want to yeah. come back to that because the Nazis used to teach men that they had to do monstrous things. They never said doing the violent things was good or fun. They never said that like this was like, like, ha ha, we're violent for fun. I mean, that did happen. But that's not what they... That's not what their ideology said. They said that they had to do these horrible things for the good, for the betterment of mankind. Yeah. That's exactly what he's saying. He's saying to be monstrous. Yep. Yeah. Because it's bad. Yeah. But it's ultimately in service of the good that this violence, like this violence and this hardness and this inability to care. That like to this like trauma essentially traumatize your boys, uh, so that they are unable to form like nurturing and complete connections with people for the benefit. Like they, that boys have to take on this this sacrifice yep. for everyone else. So coming and from- like that's exactly the same shit. That's like Nazi shit. Um, I I feel like I say this all the time, but like this is getting very real. Yeah. Yeah, here's here's the thing, Madison. Um, you're in a wheelchair. You're going to be up against the wall with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You're 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 not a benefit to their society. You know. Yeah, you know, they they would consider yeah they would consider you defective. Yeah. Oh, and and if people are like, uh, they don't think of disabled people like the Nazis. Oh, they very much do. Oh, they very much do. <laughs> yeah. If you have to put, they in don't it, use if- the exact same word. If you have to put a ramp in in front of a door, it's a terrible thing. Oh, God, it's the worst that, you know, how this building's been here long enough. Why do we have to accommodate it to fit people like you? You know, yeah, kind of thing. like, ah, so anyway, we need a we need to jump to a break. So when we get back, we're going to be talking a lot of uh, local politics here for Utah, because Yay! we've uh, we've been the focal right. point for a lot of some crazy shit that's happening this past week. Yeah. So. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, we will catch you here in a couple of minutes. This is the Utah Outcasts, and we will be right back. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoy the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. It is by the juice of sapu that thoughts acquire speed, the lips acquire stains, stains become a warning. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. All right, folks, we're back from our break. Uh, and I wanted to dive into some local politics. And all of these stories, all of them, come from the Salt Lake Tribune. Because there's not a lot of news sources here in the great state of Utah that are not owned by the LDS Church. Doesn't No, isn't the Tribune They're bought, by- they were they were bought out by I think a nonprofit organization or they I think that's the current thing that they're existing on. They're they're not owned yeah. by the Deseret News Corporation or you know whatever it is anymore. They were bought out and they've essentially gone like 501c3 nonprofit or something like that. It's some weird carve out that they have where they can do fundraising like PBS, you know. Well, I mean that's good. So anyway, yeah. this first one uh a They you- are they are still Mm. They are not terrible. I will say that Salt Lake Tribune is not. <laughs> They're not the, the Deseret News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deseret Which, News is <laughs> for, for people living outside of Utah, the Deseret News is owned by the LDS Church. Yes, they, they have their and newspaper. You can tell. <laughs> and uh, they also own the NBC affiliate out here called uh, KSL. 
It's like when the Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos, posts like writes has op eds published that are like, actually, billionaires going to space is pretty cool. Like <laughs> it's like that, but those poor every day those poor journalists that have to write that i feel so bad for them they're like oh god i don't want to write these words but i have to because my job (laughs) isn't it's so funny because i know some awesome people who work like within the church news apparatus and it's just like I don't know how y'all survive. Oh, I am certain that there wow. are some really good intention journalists who are doing the best they can yeah. in, in these places. Like yeah. I really think there is, but it's um it's complicated. <laughs> and uh, Desert News is a sucky source. So we're gonna we're gonna By be diving large. into uh the first one that we have here is uh, about an Iron County GOP chairman. And Iron County is a very conservative place. I very mean, rural. I mean, Utah is very conservative to begin with, but except for like Salt Lake. <laughs> Actually, not. Not if you look at the uh, actual poll responses. I don't know. And- Davis County, where I live, is br- it's getting fucking worse up here. It's it's getting pretty bad. Well, okay, on a millet, like on not on, but near that. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but overall, anyway. if you look at polling in Utah and people's um positions on a lot of issues turns out no conservatism is not actually that popular um but I mean, it a lot of people will vote republic well a lot of the people who vote will vote republican here i'm i'm a registered republican <laughs> <laughs> okay you I have to to be able to vote in the primary right yeah. because i i don't want the worst possible person to become the person who ends up winning governorship anyway. <laughs> I got my ballot for a, a city. Me too. Here. And I filled it out and, and I put my name in for the <laughs> for a lot of the things. The, the city is doing ranked choice. Oh. <gasps> Here That's in Utah, awesome. ranked choice. That must be in Weber County because I, they don't have that no, in Davis. No, so. it's in Salt Lake County. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. Anyway, so this guy from uh, Iron County, GOP Chairman Volney Morin, V-O-L-N-E-Y, Volney Morin, M-O-R-I-N, is apparently a person whose name showed up on the leaked list of uh, that was kept by the Oath Keepers. He was uh, uh, he this Utah Republican leader was more was one of the more than 300 Utahns who showed up on the membership list by this group. Uh, he says that he joined the group about a decade ago when he lived in Arizona. Guys, oh, so Arizona is fash. breeding some weird shit. <laughs> that's some deep fash. Like, you don't like Ar- Arizona is baking is baking fascists fast like arizona and idaho are baking some weird fascists man it's weird Uh, yeah but also some pretty interesting uh (laughs) lefty groups and he tried to uh well not idaho that i know of but a no in arizona this guy tried to start a chapter of the oath keepers in cedar city in 2017 oh shit but that effort was not successful because Good luck getting anything motivated and people to show up to meetings and stuff here in Utah. We're notoriously bad about <laughs> about grouping together about stuff. One because you have to drive forty miles to get to fucking anything. Oh, that's place, that's a huge barrier. <laughs> it's so hard to get around here. So uh, Morin said that nobody showed up. <laughs> 
But also, um, like, like, let's be real. His target audience is also pretty busy with church shit already. Yeah, even though they have knocked off that additional third hour. <laughs> so he has since asked for his name to be taken off the group's membership list. Oh, no. Um, oh, has he? So the uh, the Salt Lake Tribune uh, obtained a copy of the hacked Oathkeepers list, which was originally provided to uh, Distributed Denial of Secrets, a nonprofit journalism organization. A review by the list by the Tribune identified several Utahns who had law who had a law enforcement and mili- and or military background. No, including no. the current director of the Utah Department of Corrections. No, you say. Uh, Morin, the guy that we're talking about in particular here, served in the U.S. Air Force during Vietnam. Uh, yikes. So he pushed back when he when he was asked about the Oath Keepers who were involved in the January 6th riot. And he says, your question presumes the Oath Keepers endorsed that action. They, what? they Hang on, I'm going to finish. They this did. Story. In reality, what? it was some, it was some individuals who decided to do something that was stupid, he said, about the <laughs> January 6th email, uh- riot. Individualism is such bullshit. Ne- never mind oh. that. Never mind that the leader of the Oath Keepers, Stuart Rhodes, was one of the people that's been picked up in the arrest. You know. Okay. Okay. So I really want to clarify something real quick. Individualism as a political, philosophical ideology is not the belief that individuals matter and that individuals exist. That's not what it is. Because <laughs> like a lot of people seem to think like individualism is just like. You as an individual should have your own wants and needs. That's not what that. Yeah. 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 That's fine. That's, no, that's called being a human, you dumbass. <laughs> individualism is essentially the idea that, that nothing, only my, you know, that only individuals exist, that there is yeah. no, there is no culpability for systems or for collectivism there. Like it is, it is the idea that only individuals exist. So like, he's like, oh no, the Oath Keeper. No, it's not the Oath Keepers. It was just some individuals. It also has the added benefit of blaming people for their own circumstances that they had no control over, hey, like poverty. Never mind Never mind the fact that these guys were the ones that showed up and walked into the building in formation, you know, holding on to each other's harnesses. While the- Weren't they the ones that had like... The orange tape people were the Oath Keepers and oh, okay. the, the Proud Boys. The three percenters also had shit. Yeah. And so, st- like I said, Stuart Varney, uh, I think the guy's name, Stuart, no, Stuart Rhodes, not Stuart Varney. Uh, That's Stuart, hilarious. Stuart Rhodes is the guy that was like part of InfoWars for a long time, but also is the the main chair of the Oath Keepers. And he was involved in it. He was the guy that was like, hey, we're going to have gun stashes across the Potomac to bring them oh, into the capital. Yeah. And so it's like, I think people should be more worried when your name shows up on a list of, you know, stochastic terror groups that show up in in the capital of our nation trying to overthrow the government. But I think that's hilarious. That and so like, there's people that are going to buy it, though. Unfortunately. He, he said that it's awfully easy for us to judge a group based on the behavior of a small percentage of the group. They take the actions of some people who don't represent the values of the group. And think the rest believes the same thing. You cannot paint everyone based on the actions of one person. Bullshit. Yes, I can. <laughs> I mean, it depends, doesn't it? <laughs> I can like, judge the they... Nazis based on the actions of Hitler, guys. Oh, I will judge every... 
judge the soldiers who were members of the Weimarkt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I judge them. Oh, the Wehrmacht. Yeah. yeah. Wehrmacht. There you go. Uh, yeah. I, I judge uh, everyone who was in the Nazi party, all of them. And uh, Car- Carson. So, okay. Sean, Sean, Sean of YouTube, uh, that Sean Skull. Yeah. Um, he has a great uh, analogy he used in one of his videos where it's like guilt by association, right? Like if I'm an, if I work in an office and one of my coworkers gets caught kicking a cat, I cannot be blamed for that. But if I host a cat kicking conference and I teach you all the best ways to kick a cat and then someone who attended my <laughs> conference gets caught kicking a cat, you can say that I am guilty by association in the cat kicking conference. That's what this is. It's guilt by association because of the group, my dude. It's not just a Vegas. It's not that you worked in the same office. So Carson Jorgensen, the chairman of the Utah Republican Party, said it doesn't concern me at all. He's a he's oh, been a great of member of the doesn't. party. <laughs> Though he's not a member anymore, Morin defended the Oath Keepers, saying they're not a militia or anti-government. <laughs> how how can you lie straight-faced on a lot of this stuff? It's like... They're anti-government. They're anti-this government. They're, anti, they're anti-liberalism as the broader philosophy. I joined this group because they were pro-constitution, and I no. wanted to support a constitutionally-based government. Then why aren't you supporting this one, man? <laughs> so, so then he's implying there that this government is not is a constitutionally not. based government. <laughs> so that makes them anti this government. <laughs> exactly. You see, they're for a government that they that, want. <laughs> that yeah, they're for a kind of government that has. Fat. That has that has traditional fascist. American values. F- fascist. <laughs> fascist. They're, fa- they're fascist. All right, we're gonna move. And by on. constitution, they basically just mean like a holy document. <laughs> oh, David Barton has passed that on to his son, and I didn't get to the article we were going to talk about this week, but his son is now starting to do the constitution as a God-breathed document kind of thing, and it's just like that shit is wild. We're getting another generation oh, no. of people that are like the constitution is up there with the Bible kind of thing. So Glenn Beck said it. What Glenn Beck said it. He thought it was the most divinely inspired document in human history. Yeah, that's why it's and had to be amended. <laughs> you are supposed to be a Christian. How about those amendments that you have to do that that define that 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 godly inspired document? <laughs> if it's if it's a document from on high, from God himself that comes down into the form of this thing that was written by a guy that owned hundreds of slaves and did horrible but but x so <laughs> go ahead Andy. so well so did god think that black people are three-fifths of a of a person or uh, or was that something that believes, people came up with? i don't i don't but think we need to answer if he that believes one. it was the most <laughs> divinely inspired document wouldn't that make it more divinely inspired than the bible 
And how do you amend? And the Book of Mormon, if you're Glenn And Beck. the Book of Mormon, because he's Glenn Beck. Um, how do you amend a, a God document? <laughs> okay, the LDS oh, Church has done that thousands of times with the Book of Mormon from the original. All the amendments were also more divinely inspired than the Bible. Thank oh, you very much. Oh, okay, so those came from God, too. <laughs> Including Prohibition and when we repealed and the Yeah. <laughs> And like slavery, and then the repeal of slavery. Wait, which one was that one? Yes. Nineteen was prohibition, I think. Okay, to be fair yeah. though, I did. Nineteen twenty-one. I did yeah. have a Mormon missionary tell me once that the reason that God told Mormons to discriminate against black people was so that they wouldn't upset white people to away from the church. I had a missionary tell me that once, and I start. I went. I like yelled. I had a glass of wine, and I went, "What the fuck did you just say?" And his companion comes over and he's like, that's, that's not, that's not what we teach. That's just what some people speculate. That's not official. (laughs) Straight pull the Pam from Archer. Nope. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It was very funny. Um, because I was like, I said, you mean to tell me your God said to hurt black people as to not offend White people? White people? Did you just tell me that? And he was terrified. And <laughs> He's like, wait, now that you've said it that way. <laughs> God changed. In 1978, God, God changed his mind about black people. Black people. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So earlier this week here in Utah, uh, there was an innocuous looking item oh. on Wednesday's Judiciary Interim Committee titled Election Integrity. Oh, oh this shit. Which mm-hmm. says that the panel will hear presentations for perspectives regarding election integrity. And we're, uh, the, I've got this came out on the 19th, and I've got the, the follow up for it as well. So, okay, um, good. There was a coordinated effort on social media to turn the meeting into a show of force because that's what we do with government meetings now. We, they're now like Alex Jones' show kind of stuff. They, just- they do believe that if they get enough people there, that inherently represents the majority. If they make enough of a show of force, that is in their minds (laughs) the same as voting as, as being democratic. AKA bullying or fascism or fascism like brown shirts. Yeah. To to, to listen to a lot of these people that have shown up to these uh, city hall meetings and, you know, student meetings and uh, what is it like the school board meetings? There's like folks like opening openly like death threatening people. <laughs> yes, but they won't swear. They won't say fuck, but they'll be like, we should hang you. <laughs> what was the one guy who's like, we know where you live. We freaking know uh, where you live. Or Like, excuse my language. Uh, <laughs> but this is BS. We know where you live. Like he's he, like, how are you gonna? How are you gonna trip? The, how are you gonna trip the gallows on me, but not say the word shit? You know, it's like because that's I would respect my executioner and be like, fuck you, commie. You know, if, as long as he said that before he brought the fucking hammer down, that's fine. You know, I mean, I would be not happy with the result, of course, but I would respect them a lot more instead if they said, "Frick you, you dang commie." You oh, know. Man. <laughs> that would suck so much more. Your last words are going to be somebody you censoring their speech. Commie. You dank. Use you, my language, but I think that you while murdering are you. A 
Like they, it's like at least say humbug. <laughs> if you're gonna murder me, at least use the adult language. God damn it! <laughs> to be fair, anyone who doesn't use humbug as bullshit does not know what humbug means. Like they'll just be like, they just think it means like. I'm grumpy about Christmas. That's what they think humbug means. That's so anyway, it. the the people were trying to get a launch a Arizona style audit of the election results here in Utah. Which yes, they were. This state yep. went majorly Trump. Like it was. Yeah, it went strong to Trump, and they are trying to do an audit here. It was 21 points over what Joe Biden got. So mm-hmm. it's an amazing amount of people voted for Trump this last time around. So. One message in a Telegram group focused on auditing Utah's election results said on Wednesday the meeting was a linchpin, spelled wrong, uh, for an audit. Yeah. There's also a pre-meeting for rally for the scheduled at Wednesday. So anyway, uh, the Telegram group urged people to push lawmakers to edit the 2020 election results. And it says here, the, in quotes, the committee is, upper letters, friendly and should be treated as an ally, in parentheses, mm-hmm. for now. For now. Without hostility or accusation, the post reads. For now. And so uh, I'm not going to say I have any kind of tie to this person here. Carrie Ann Lizenby, my representative for the town that I live in, who ran unopposed. God damn it. Wow. And I can't run for partisan office. I don't read into that what you will, but I cannot run for any office that is partisan. I can't. That That sucks. Tell me how my job absolves me of having rights again. (laughs) I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Uh, It's because we have a senator uh, by the name of uh, Orrin who decided to make this a thing. But people can run for for partisan office if they are like a lobbyist. I have to to quit my job if I wanted to run for it. Like if pe- people can run for office, if they have had sig- if they've written legislation as like a lobbyist, they can run for office. If they they can run for partisan office, if they have had massive influence, if they are if they're if they are like high ranking members of the church. But like if you're just like a regular person employed by the government, apparently you can't. Nope, that's not <laughs> no. okay. Because they don't want you to potentially use your position as a government employee. I'm not saying that's what I am. I'm just saying that gov- they say this because I've known lots of government employees that are like, you can't use your position as a government employee to do fundraising and or, you know, affect you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, I'm moving on <laughs> because Carrie Ann Lizenby says that uh, uh, since the beginning of this interim, election integrity has all has been an approved study item for our list. For the agenda item, we discussed in the con- the county clerks, the uh, lieutenant governor, and anyone who's working on a bill in this policy space to participate in the committee discussion. She said via text message. So she did not answer whether she favors an audit of the election, but the committee is giving a prime speaking slot to Steve Christensen. So yeah. I'm oh, going to representative uh, of South Jordan, who's become one of the leaders in the effort to audit the election results. Uh, Christensen has been posting for an audit of the election since right after the 2020 election when he asked the legislative audit committee to, re- to review the vote in Salt Lake County. There it is. Gee, I wonder why. Why, sure. why specifically Salt Lake County? See, I went to that Telegram channel <laughs> and I decided to read some of what they were saying to oh, each no. other. <laughs> Yeah. So everyone in like on Twitter was like, but why Trump won? Why would you want this? And it's because they believe um, that if there was 
any support for anything that they have deemed too progressive, be it ballot measures, um, or if there was any area of Utah that got Democrat support, uh, that it was fraudulent because they have convinced themselves that uh, the majority of people agree with them. And that's because disagreement with them is the same as treason. It is anti-Utah. It is anti-American. It is is treasonous. Yeah, it is treasonous to be a Democrat. Therefore, they have convinced themselves that they are the real majority. And the only way that people are like that the majority are going with anything in any area that could lean to Democrat is because of fraud. Like that's that's what they believe. And if they believe that you genuinely are to the left of Ronald Reagan, um, that you are you are a traitor and in the minority. But you you don't really. But you, Ronald, you are yeah, Ronald like, Reagan to these guys would be a commie. You know? I know the guy. The guy. Gave, the guy that wanted to uh, get amnesty to amnesty millions to of the immigrants. immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. George W. Bush wanted to build a, a much better path to citizenship. I mean, that guy was still a war criminal and sucks, but he did actually yeah. believe that. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, we should have probably Latin talked about Colin Powell, but ugh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Latin, he, but George W. Bush did believe Latin immigrants uh, should have a better path to citizenship. Now, he caved and actually made it harder to do that, but he was real sad about it. So. Christensen, um, after he got denied his audit here, sorry, I'm just going to move this forward because I need to talk about what happened after. He says, yeah. I believe that there was fraud in the 2020 election. I can't prove it. Nope. Which is why we need to have an audit, Christensen. There is said. no amount of evidence that they will accept. None. <laughs> and I believe there was fraud in the 2020 Utah election. So this was like two days later. That worked really well. <laughs> Carrie Ann Lisenby said, we cannot call for an audit. We're here to discuss safe and secure elections and legislative ideas for that, she said. Uh, she added that there were several lawmakers who are currently working on legislation to authorize an audit. And the They're reality trying- is that any legislative solution will likely have to wait until the general session, which begins in a couple of months, because we, we don't have a full-time legislation here in Utah, guys. Um, but like the thing is that I think it's very interesting. Utahns love vote by mail, or they did anyway. Um, we did that one. Uh, what? Twenty fifteen? Ten years ago. Doing- Ten years ago. So twenty eleven. Oh, twenty eleven. We started doing vote yep. by mail. We expanded it a few years later, and like yeah, to everyone- early voting. <laughs> yeah, yeah early. early voting. Like we in Utah. Everyone fucking loved this shit. We love voting by mail. We we have had very secure elections here. It was it's actually been it's actually pretty cool. Um, we don't have a huge amount of voter participation, um, but voting well, by a mail lot of people did don't get that. registered to vote. Yeah, but like voting by mail did increase that. Utahns loved it. Um, the voting highest- during the pandemic was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We've we've been so about the voting by mail. Yeah. Until 2020. Funny that suddenly, suddenly after nine years of vote by mail elections and it being so very favored by Utahns across the political spectrum, suddenly 
about 30% of Utahns were very opposed to voting by mail. You know, magically, when some sort of figurehead with a quaffed blonde wig <laughs> had something to had say something about something to say about voting by mail, you know, hmm. it's amazing. Funny, that. You know? <laughs> Funny. But, you know, this all of this is about backwards thinking. And I mean that specifically that they start with the conclusion first mm-hmm. and then they work backwards to, to justify to well, justify that. Yeah, because there, so, there is yeah. no anom- anomalies with the 2020 election. Right. But because somebody just happened to magically state this out in the open, well, they're like, well, obviously I- we need to look up and find the stuff well, that our dear leader said, you know, because ultimately they are anti-democratic. They have convinced yeah, Mike, Mike Lee has said that he wanted to destroy democracy, you know, yeah. like they they've convinced themselves like internally that they're the real majority. Right. Yeah, because exactly. they say things like, oh, we believe in democracy or whatever and freedom. Right. But the thing is that ultimately they are anti-democracy. They see any democratic result that disagrees with their conclusion as inherently wrong because disagreement is treason. Yeah, That's just it must a, have been fraudulent. It yeah. had to have been because we're the real Americans and therefore, and then, and like if, and also like the real, like if you count just them as just the real Americans, well then, yeah, I guess that if we only let them vote, <laughs> They would win <laughs> if only the people who believe like them were the ones who had any political power. Sure. I mean, yeah. Right. Like uh, if you just if you just dehumanize anyone who disagrees with them in any way. Yeah, You're an idiot, I guess they so. would have the majority vote. So it says here that uh, <laughs> members of the committee patiently sat through more than an hour of public comment on the topic. Much of it focused on the distrust of election results in a state where he won by like nearly 30 points. Mind you, the fact that he didn't get all the points is what bothers these folks. So that's part of it. And Mm -hmm. calls for an independent audit. Some commenters reference conspiracy theories. Gee, I wonder why they're doing that. It's almost like it's almost like we have social media that pushes these things towards them, as we talked about much earlier on the show um, about election results being altered by outside entities, including the Chinese Communist Party. Oh my God! Red scare, red scare. <sighs> so we're gonna move on to uh, Mike Lee because wait, 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 wait. Are we doing an audit? No, <laughs> we're okay. not. We're not. So uh, they not have they, yet. They have suggested ways of improving the security of Utah elections, which they're going to be talking about during the 2021 session, of course. So, but like, I uh, find that concerning. It'll be audits of voter registration polls. So that means if you don't register to vote, like literally every time you need to vote, you're not going to because they're just going to kick everybody they're off those lists. Role. They're going uh, to create barriers. They're going to invalidate certain people's votes. They're going, yeah. It's, yeah. They're essentially making it harder and harder to vote to reduce democracy Even, because they're anti democracy. Yeah. And very interestingly, I'm sure that there will be no correlation between socioeconomic status or ethnicity (laughs) and the number of people who get purged. The fact that a bunch of marital status with Hispanic anybody anybody west of I-15 is is not going to be allowed to vote anymore. You just can't. Sorry, you know, (laughs) or my entire neighborhood because uh, we're like. 
anybody Sir, north of uh, 30 not first that way. <laughs> this neighborhood's rad. Like it seriously is three. It's like in thirds. Uh, the New York Times did this massive study and like my neighborhood specifically, like just my little area is specifically one third progressive. One third independent, one third conservative, and independent in Utah really wow. is a toss up. Yeah, in Utah it's a real toss up, like half and half. Leaning that means they want to have their guns and weed at the same time. You know, that's all that. I means. mean, not, not necessarily. <laughs> it's that it's that like, fucking libertarian bullshit, though. You know, it's sometimes like, it is, but in yeah. Utah it can also be people who are like, "Oh, I am more progressive than the goddamn Democrats." That, like that's that also just yeah. as likely here. <laughs> so, um, so, so Mike Lee. Is, yeah, uh, so like my my one neighborhood is just too high risk. We're just not going to be allowed to vote. Like, <laughs> so Mike Lee is currently he's our senator, one of our two. The other one we're going to talk about here in a second as well because this is all local. One whose favorite meat is hot dog. He, we're getting to him in a minute because he made a speech at BYU a month ago, and I want to talk about some stuff. But uh, Mike Lee is is currently putting a hold on the nomination of Matthew Graves to become the U.S. attorney in, attorney in Washington D.C. And why is that a big deal? Uh, hmm. Because he's the guy that's going to be in charge of, you know, sentencing all of the people that were there during the Capitol riots on January 6th. Oh, and he's also the, the judge that would also probably hand out the punishment against uh, people like Steve Bannon. You know, we have an acting U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., but we don't have someone that's actually seated because all of a sudden now. Every single judge and every single political office that has to have any kind of, you know, vote in the Senate is now hard to reach this hurdle to get at least closure on a lot of these things. Like we can't even agree to, you know, put people that their whole career has been doing this thing into these positions. It's like now it's like, I don't know. They said one time that they didn't like AR-15, so therefore we're not going to have them in any kind of position at all because America and guns, you know. Because disagreement is treason. So do you want to know why uh, Lee's office is is against this guy being? I do. Is it because disagreement is treason? No, no, because uh, he's holding up the confirmation. This is uh, uh, Senator Johnson, Ron Johnson, saying that they're holding up the confirmation until the Biden administration responds to a letter asking whether those arrested in the January 6th riot, you know, for, you know, trying to overthrow the federal government, overthrow the fucking democracy. Yeah. Whether those people are being treated more harshly than people arrested during the BLM protest. Last They're summer. not. They are not. Not Spoiler even. Alert. And also you're talking about state crime. Federal crime. <laughs> <laughs> federal, oh. federal prison fucking sucks guys but like, people, state people prison as- sucks but federal prison fucking sucks <laughs> but people associated with uh some very like very harmless vandalism like not permanent damage vandalism you know like some cleaning vandalism yeah uh were like an associate by associated i mean um they knew stood nearby. the people <laughs> they they knew the people who did it and showed up after it happened were and threatened were charged with and threatened with life in prison for federal crimes for federal fucking crimes here here in, in utah BLM. here in utah yes. for the blm protest Multiple that we had people somebody for, bought paint somebody bought some red paint poured it on the steps of sean ray's office and the people associated, again, somebody 
who showed up after it happened, but knew the people who did it was charged with a federal crime and threatened with life in prison for, for this. <laughs> it's terrible guys. It so, is yeah, bad. Mike Lee. Mike Lee's, yeah. were putting, they put terrorism on their charges, terrorism for some red paint on some steps. Hey, I wonder what happened well, to the know, uh, the arrow shooting guy, the guy that jumped out of his car and was going to He did shoot. not get charged with terrorism. Hey, it's amazing, isn't it? Fun huh? fact. <laughs> he fired an arrow. He fired two arrows into the crowd. Only one actually got anywhere. Thank goodness it didn't hit anyone. No, he did not get charged. He did not get the terrorism. Hey, but what about those people that flipped okay. over his car? <laughs> mm. Sorry, moving on. Because oh, you mean the bait car? The bait car. Yeah, I'm sorry, so. allegedly yeah. a bait. So car. the uh, the let's talk about Mitt Romney real quick here. So uh, okay. Mitt Romney wanted our other senator. You mean the the the, the, the guy Roger farted on? <laughs> he cropped us. I'm so good. He, he did. He crop dusted Mitt Romney. Oh, and I also I- heard that story. That 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 made me laugh very. It's much. so good. It's so yeah. good. I'm so proud of him. So uh, Mitt Romney had a speech at BYU recently. You know, take from that what you will. Of course, those are always going to be great. He said that uh, the United States facing threats from authoritarian regimes abroad and from people attacking our power structures at home is failing to address the biggest issues of the day. Do you want to guess what the uh, the three big issues are? I would really love to hear this. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is uh, I'm, I'm going to give you give you them out of order because it's just funnier for me to give you this one. Uh, okay. Climate change. Okay. Okay, yes. Okay, Mitt, that how is could actually- yes, agree. Hard agreement. You, you, should, you is- should do something okay, about Mitt. that. You know? You should, you I should- agree. That is that is one of the most important. Like, if not the most, like, it is direly important. Okay, number two, uh, the debt. Hmm. National debt. The, oh, just the national debt? No, that's not a, that's not a problem at all. Or, okay, let me give you the other one, which he actually starts off with here. He says, the rise of China is one of the big The problems. rise of China? Hey, maybe the fact that China's not spending $700 billion a year on their on their military. They don't need to. No one does. <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to. <laughs> we could maintain the size of our military. We could still put research into new terrible ways to kill brown people. We could do that <laughs> and not spend what we spend. We could spend a fraction and maintain our military just fine. So Mitt Romney, according to him, this is a quote from him. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so China, the rise of China is one of our big things. And our debt is one of the big things, but not... The debt with the military? <laughs> We're not going to go. How about, hey, how about the the climate impact the U.S. military has, Mitt? Because it's real bad. Mm-hmm. It is one of the main contributors. It is. So those top three challenges, according to Romney, who do. Oh, okay. So what are his fucking solutions? Then? Those three I'm big issues we're this. really not dealing with. And it's a matter of our structure doesn't allow it, he says. <laughs> Instead, people of capacity have not exercised the political will to take on these big issues. I hope that changes, he said. You're the senator, Mitt. I mean, he's You're not the one, Mitt. <laughs> he's a billionaire who's a senator. 
who changed states because he You're wanted to run person. for. <laughs> You're the one. You're the person. You. You do it. The Utah senator and former Republican presidential candidate said he has watched the rise of authoritarian countries like China and Russia, arguing that they are stronger today than the Soviet Union was during the Cold War. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But it goes beyond these big powers to nations like Venezuela, Syria, Afghanistan and more. And he criticized Tucker Carlson for traveling to Hungary and then suggesting the U.S. should follow (gasps) in the model of authoritarian leader there said the guy who fucking sat with Trump at a dinner to try to get a position in his fucking cabinet. Yeah, but (laughs) but okay, but good. Thank you for calling out Tucker Carlson. Yes. Saying nice things about Victor Orban. How how that asshole still has a job. I don't fucking know, but I I, I, okay. I understand how he has a job, but why he has a job is another thing. What? But Mitt. You're the one in power. Right. You are the one. You are one of these people who has the, the, the capacity to actually make a goddamn difference in any of these. Um, I don't know what you mean by the national debt being such a crisis because it's not. That's pretty well agreed upon, yeah, even by some right, even by uh, right leaning economists. <laughs> um, that's. The national debt's just like a non-issue um, because we make up money. Money isn't real. And you know that, Mitt. You're a billionaire. You know money is not real. Um, so hang on. Let me read <laughs> but this But like quote. China, <laughs> is it because they actually pull more people out of poverty? Is, is it because they are actually developing renewable energy? Is that why they're on the rise? Uh, so maybe you mean the, I don't the, know, the same Mitt. party that's concerned with the rise of Islamo terrorism or Islamo fascist, as they would talk about, are now all of a sudden worried about the Uyghur people in China, you know? Oh, yeah, they're so <laughs> concerned. Oh, that those crocodile tears. Yeah. Yep. So Romney lamented that increasingly what's happening is that people who are getting elected. This this is fantastic coming from him. Are performers. He says, is that so? No, I didn't notice that at all. (laughs) Is that so? He argues that these officials are trying to curry public favor, following polls to do what is popular. And when he said that the role of elected officials is to represent those who vote for them, even if that means making hard choices, he says, I hope that we're able to return to a time when those who we elect often do things we disagree with. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> this was when he was probably I, facing I a lot of anti-democratic. So to 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 put this into focus, he said this a month ago, right? And he put out a tweet uh, just the other day where he said the president has proposed an astronomical amount of spending. For perspective, no. one million seconds ago was October 11th. One billion seconds ago. George H.W. Bush was president. One trillion seconds ago, Neanderthals walked the earth. Democrats' plan to spend trillions is beyond reckless. No. Money isn't real. And also, he's talking about going back in time, which is fucking silly to begin with, you know? Okay, so I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to show... Like he's doing that thing that a lot he's of leftists the- do, that like show how much a billion is, yeah, right? Yeah. Or how right. much a 
trillion is. Um, but we're not talking about individual wealth here. We're talking about GDP, which is a astronomically fuck you large size number already to begin with. You know, didn't our, didn't our country just make up two trillion dollars last year to bail, bail out the airline ind- industry? Like, just do, made it up. Do you guys remember? Yeah. Fucking invented two trillion dollars to bail out the airline industry. It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> do you guys remember when, like, when Obama was trying to bail out the government uh, for all of the debts that were like? You know, pushed up because George W. Bush couldn't balance. George W. Bush, Bush tax cuts hit yeah. a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did a bunch of shit that was uh, recklessly spending and war crime. Kind of not so. unlike the Nazis and their fucking <laughs> uh, fake money that they made. That so, were like, <laughs> yeah. So the people's people's thing were like, well, if he just needs to pay the the national debt off, why doesn't he just authorize? six one trillion dollar bills to be introduced into the <laughs> to the the treasury <laughs> like here you go here's our deposit of six trillion dollars to pay I don't off see why debt. not they make up it's money it's made the up time. money <laughs> well but okay and not only this but like we fiat currencies the, are funny guys the, the build back better <laughs> act that is being proposed right now it is three and a half trillion dollars of spending over 10 years it is over 10 years and it's completely it is, fucking paid for <laughs> and it's deficit neutral yep every single dollar that it will spend it will bring it comes in from the through. tears of the rich people oh yeah. no yeah. oh it does. no increasing taxes on rich people and corporations like what above five hundred thousand dollars a year four hundred thousand dollars a year yep oh four hundred oh okay oh no, no, like, no. oh wait that doesn't a lot of money. I'm doing all right as a person working in the United States. $400,000 to me is like jaw dropping amounts of money. I, and I, I couldn't clear, imagine that kind of income. You know? I, and to be clear, I don't consider somebody who's making $400,000 a year to be that rich. We should definitely tax them and they should definitely pay their fair share. But compared to a billionaire, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, they are, I consider them still middle class. Um, it's a lot of money, but like, let's be real here. When we're talking about, well, it's not, it's not what, where the excess lies. And yeah, how about uh, we take a picture of everybody's portfolio, a snapshot of it at a certain time every year and be like, okay, you have this much wealth accumulated in your taxes and bonds and everything. Let's have you pay taxes on that too. You know? Mm. Like making companies pay the taxes on what they report as profit to their shareholders rather than what they report as profits to to the IRS. The yeah, yeah, hey, imagine yeah. that. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That might be good. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's actually uh, let's. Why don't we make them pay taxes on what they say their wealth is? Why don't we uh, make them pay their taxes on their like on how many yachts they fucking own because <laughs> they are able to hide a lot of fucking wealth and like Mitt Mitt hey NFT you, know you're you can't con- you, you know can't you're un- lying Mitt you can't unconvince me that NFTs are just another way of money laundering you know oh they one hundred percent one hundred percent horrid <laughs> I actually I actually looked uh, into selling some professional nudes I did. Uh, as NFTs, because I was like, you know what? 
one time. Make I just need, money. I need like, if I get a good sale on that, <laughs> then it won't matter, right? Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm not like, I, like, because like, it's a lot. Some of these are going for a lot of money. I want to be like the Wu-Tang Clan where I just make a podcast where nobody but that one person gets it for however much money right? it takes. Like, I'm just like, okay, what if I sold my nudes as NFTs? Oh, you can't. You can't just sell your nudes as NFTs. No, you have to buy into their systems, which will charge thousands of dollars of fees if you get a sale. There was somebody who sold an NFT of a Rembrandt, by the way, that they just Jesus downloaded Christ, off the man. Met. Right. Like click. the Met's website has high resolution like images of every artwork. So he just downloaded a Rembrandt and put it on as an NFT. It sold for like $10,000 and he lost money. Oh my God. He lost money. (sighs) Okay. So anyway, you as an individual (laughs) cannot go and sell your artwork as NFTs. No, the NFT market is held by people who have enough money to gamble on that shit. (laughs) That is who's making money on this. It is people who already have the capital. It's not something that you can do to get a good payday. Well, that about does her. Wraps her all up. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts, anyway. I guess that's the way the whole darned human comedy keeps perpetuating itself. Down through the generations. Westward the wagons. Across the sands of time until we... Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. Say, friend, get any more of that good stuff? So thank you for joining us through our little jaunt of local politics. Uh, but any, unfortunately, I have to be that guy. I am the clock watcher this week. I am the watcher. And so yeah. we need to bring this to a merciful close. So thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Many thanks to Felicia for coming in. And Andy, thank you for joining the show. I appreciate it. Uh, I now love being here. This was so much fun. Now's the point where I have to give you all a second to plug your stuff if you have anything you want to plug. Uh, it, Andy, you get, are you available oh. anywhere? I mean, you're on Twitter a lot. But <laughs> I, I, I am on Twitter. You can follow me at, at Citizen Andy on, on Twitter. Um, but I do a podcast called Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye, and we look at movie franchises. We started off a year and a half ago, and we're like, hey, there's a new James Bond movie coming out. We should like watch all the James Bond movies, and that'll be hilarious when the new one comes out, and then like 18 months later. So, um, but in the meantime, we've taken up, we, we're like, what's the opposite of James Bond? We got to do other stuff. Disney princesses, Dolly Parton. <laughs> now we're doing Hannibal uh, because mm. it's spooky season. So if you want to hear us talking about Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, that's uh, where we're at right now. And uh, it's a lot of fun. The Utah Outcasts love movies. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do. kiss your franchise goodbye. Available wherever. That's a cute name. I love are. it. Very clever. Yeah. <laughs> Felicia, Felicia, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, for my uh, commie bullshit on at <laughs> Felicia Entwined on Twitter. 
Uh, you can also find. Don't sex- sell yourself short. It's not bullshit. <laughs> it's valid <laughs> so, points I mean, that people need to is. talk about. You know. Sometimes it's nice though. Like today, I shared a really cool story about uh, community protection. A group of dat. So it was a it was a, a high school that was dealing with a lot of like fights. Yeah, in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's a, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, like they, they were having a ton of fights. Kids were getting arrested left and right. Surprisingly, yeah, because resource officers was- are the bad fucking way. Of doing things in school people yeah yeah so, yeah and you know in uh escalating the violence by <laughs> arresting children didn't seem to be helping the problem um so this group of dads made a group uh that was uh they call it uh dads on duty yeah, I saw. <laughs> and they just go <laughs> to the school and hang out and like Usher kids to get to class and, you know, yeah, they tell kids like, oh, get to class. And they tell dad jokes and they engage with these kids like on a personal level. They don't they're not strong arming. They're not threatening. Apparently they'll give stern looks. And the fucking (laughs) report that covered it said that this was tough love. And I'm like, okay. Stern looks and telling kids to get to class isn't what I'd call tough love, but okay. No, it's, uh, it's an adult like they, doing what other adults do for children. Yeah, <laughs> no, they just come in and they they just be like parents, like literally to these kids. Like one guy said, we're here to protect all of our babies, yep. all of our babies. And I was just like, ah. and like it's such a sweet story about community protection through compassion and, well, uh, and we well, all you know, we all know that and I've got kids and Andy, you've got kids too. You you know this is like like when the adult figures are not around, <laughs> kids fucking act up, you know? And on top of that, like that. when my kids have somebody else come over that's not of our family, they like act the fool. <laughs> it's just it was a really sweet story because like they're not there. They're not there being aggressive. No. They're not fighting these kids. They're they're not touching kids. You know what I mean? Like they're not they're not being cops. They're just there being a community parent. Yep. And I have long been an advocate that like the nuclear family is actually bad for kids. Takes a village. And I yeah. do like I know I've gotten accused a lot of times like, you know, like I don't like men, but I this is a wonderful way. For men to be nurturing, caring participants for a for all the community's children, right? Yep. To be a parent in a communal sense, yeah. right? really beautiful. Uh, the fights have gone away. They're like they don't like they're not at, like the the kids uh, report feeling safer, like very safe, and like kid, like they're going to class. It's worked so well, and it's because of course it does. Of it does and it's just such a sweet story so you can find that kind of fun stuff on my twitter a lot of pictures of opossums um <laughs> and if you want my sex wow. stuff, uh you can follow me uh, at OnlyFans at rr lush um and i'm still getting my fansly consistently going i'm really sorry if you followed me there uh at rr lush on fansly as well so you can find my sexy stuff there um i don't really do a lot of politics on the sexy stuff if that's what you're looking for <laughs> maybe i'll incorporate it but that's probably not <laughs> bad place to look. go for sexy stuff don't go for politics <laughs> like yeah the politics stuff is fun too but uh i don't know i just don't want to yeah <laughs> I guess <laughs> uh, I want to do other things like that aren't traditionally <laughs> like the same sexy stuff, yeah. but like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to do politics. <laughs> Maybe 
Maybe and I will. I don't know. I would suggest people find me certain other places, but I've been a lazy ass bitch for like the last couple of weeks and I haven't done anything yeah. else. You deserve I, it. I deserve it, man. <laughs> like One, getting horribly sick this week sucked. It's awful. So and, it really was great. It worked out that I was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to show you guys on anything else. But uh, that brings an end to this wonderful episode. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, but before we wrap this up, I need to remind folks, if you can't afford to share your love for the show monetarily, you could do so in so many other ways, such as finding us on YouTube, Twitch and all these other places and subscribing there. Uh, leave us a review. It really helps out. But that brings us to the end of this one of episode number 362. And remember, everyone, you're welcome. Bunley. And Andy could say, no, you're, you're welcome. welcome. No, you're welcome. <laughs> God damn it. So talk to you guys next week. We'll see you. All right, folks, October is almost over. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing a little bit different with the recording. We're going to record on a Friday instead. I can't guarantee we're going to do it all live stream and everything, but uh, I want to actually enjoy my trick-or-treating with my kids this, this upcoming weekend. And because we live in Utah, we don't get to actually go trick-or-treating on the Sunday of the 31st because, oh no, that demonic day falls on the Lord's Day. The lard, whatever you want to call them. Anyway, let's go ahead and get to thanking those patrons that help us uh, make our bills paid every month. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Adrian Flemings, Golf Tango India, Loki 120, Andrea Brooks, Becky Scott Fairley, Bethany Ring, Hugh Robinson, James Russell, Cash Framke, Mark Layton, Nate Gaz, Ra Randall Gaz, sorry, Nate Smith and Randall Gaz. Man, I should probably start this over. Nope. Robert X, Ruby, Tim <laughs> Ruby Rockatansky, Susan Turpin. The Godless Revolution, Timothy Smith, Winter Solstice 93, Arizona Atheists, Azozio, Ben Roberts, Divine Disbelief, Dr. Rick Boddicker, Elcor420, Gary Gervin, Gina, Glenn Alvis, Henry Hutan and Hylian Monkeys, J.LX2, Keith Young, Kimberly Kellogg, Kyle Johnson, Lotta Nilsson, Mark Cecil, Michael Murphy, Rob Foster, Ryan Stevenson, Satan's Little Monkey, Stellar Monstrosity, Trickster, and Jason Reed. And then we have Bicycle Legs. Go subscribe to his channel. He does some really good stuff there. Uh, we have Brooke Moffat, Bitewise Marissa, Cecilia Antonio, Corey Vanderpool, GRX, Hellbound Hillbilly, Jay, Karen Sheets, Lady Kiva Lagos is my spirit guide, Mary Dunlop, Michael Smuda, Mike Yoakum, Angus Virgo, <laughs> Angus Draco Virgus. My bad, guys. I, I, I honestly have not had anything to drink tonight. Ray, Rude Ass Yankee, Rosabelle Howden, Terry Tryon, the Tinfoil Hat Society, the Custodial Humanist, a noble spirit in Biggins the Smallest Man, a perfectly cromulent statement, Anwin Davies, Bob K, CPT Miller 132, Fireshard, Jartan Rayan, Michael Lundgren, oh, so this is how you change your name, Peter Magnuson, 
Philip Anderson, Stephen Andrus, Any Mouse and Friends, Big Sky 1889, Grand Priapism, Joseph, Peter Hockley, Philip Jessup, Justice Southern Atheist Gentleman, and Pedro Escobar. Thank you all so much for your combined support over these last few years. It really does make me so happy to know that I'm not going to be broke paying for this, for paying for all this stuff for the show. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to us. And uh, we wouldn't have made it through the pandemic as a show if it wasn't for everybody's support. So you know what? We're doing it together. We're still alive and we're kicking ass. So pat yourself on the back. Thank you all for your support. I have to get this edited and sent out to everybody. I hope you have a good week. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Andy was a great guest and I look forward on having him on in the future. Go check out his podcast. Anyway, guys, I'm out of here. This is X. Have a good day.